And the Lord be with you. And also with you. Grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord. We gather preparing for the birth of our Savior on this second Sunday of Advent. What a gift and a joy it is to gather with you, to share in this time of worship, to share in this season of preparation. Thank you for gathering and being a part of us at worship, of worship here with us at First Church. I remind you of the registration paths as you find those before you. It's helpful to know of you sharing in worship and helpful for you to be attentive to the opportunities as you find them in our bulletin as well. We do celebrate opportunities for worship in this season. We have shared in the first midweek service this past Tuesday. We are very excited about the second service as it is before us this Tuesday. Father Nick Hull from Christ Episcopal, our neighboring church, will be with us to lead us in worship. We're also blessed to have the Martinsville Handbell Ensemble with us at that time of worship. And they, you see they will be offering a concert next Sunday as well. So this is just a, a very important part of our Advent journey. Again, we were blessed to share in the Word, music, and Lord's Supper this past Tuesday. We were very excited to do so again this coming Tuesday, as well as two more Tuesdays as they are before us in this season of Advent. I hope you will make this a priority and be with us and be attentive to the other worship opportunities that we offer here at First Church as well. Be attentive to the, the excitement we feel about our early learning center. You see that for the first time in 25 years, there's some remodeling, some new furnishings uh, that are being received by the learning center. Opportunities for those of us in the church to volunteer, to help move stuff in, to move stuff out. So do give attention to that opportunity as it is before us as well. And also the intergenerational Christmas caroling on the 22nd. So indeed, we know this to be a very special and holy season. We are blessed to be a part of it, and I hope you will participate everywhere you're able to do so. We share this morning the message of John the Baptist, as it is referenced before us on our bulletins. From Matthew chapter 3, we hear the word that is brought to us by God's messenger, John. Grateful to have with us Sarah Wardle-Jones again. Thank you for your gift of music at this time. And I will invite us at this time to prepare to worship God together.
We stand as we share in the call to worship. We come to prepare the way. The hope of Christ, the peace of Christ. We cry out together in the wilderness. We come to be part of the light. seated. I invite us to go to God as we pray our opening prayer before us. 
God, in this season suspended between hope and fulfillment, may we never forget what you have done. May we be overwhelmed by your mercy, which flows in wave after wave. May we be honest about the darkness within us and perceptive of the light around us. May we make straight the path for the Lord, that together we may see God's glory revealed. Amen. We've come to the second lighting of our Advent candles, and I'll invite the Will Vaughan family to come forward. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace. Lord, you are our peace. Lord, we pray you will guide our feet into the path of peace. Lord, you are our peace. Our hearts long for the peace that your arrival will bring. Lord, you are our peace. God's promises are true. We await the birth of Christ, the promised child, the savior of the world. Peace is coming soon. Sally, Meredith, and Will. I invite Kathy Dietrich to come and read the scripture as it first comes to us from Isaiah. This comes from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. 
but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the girdle of his waist, and faithfulness the girdle of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall feed, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The suckling child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as an ensign to the peoples. Him shall the nations seek, and his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. We should invite our children to come forward at this time as we share in our children's time. Wow, I don't match. Yeah. Y'all look beautiful and wonderful and seasonal. But I'm glad you're here. I'm going to sit down and invite you to do the same. And I'm going to show you something that we may not see a whole lot anymore. Do you know what this is? It is a map. You're right. Since we now have our, our maps on our phones and on our computers, 
looking at a, a paper map may seem kind of odd, but I want to share this. In fact, this is a map that is, is very um, close to where we are. This is a map of what we call Uptown. And so right here is where we are. That's First United Methodist Church, right here at the corner of Lester and Church between Main and Church Streets. That's where we are. So if we wanted to go from where we are here on Church Street to, say, the Dick and Willie Trail, the um, rail trail trailhead, this tells us how we would do it. Or if we wanted to go to, let's see, the Artisan Center or the American Heritage Museum or to Country Cooking or to Chick-fil-A, can't go today, just to let you know. This shows you how to do that. It's a map that tells you how to get from this place to this place. Well, the reason I share this is we're in a special season called, do you know what the season is? Getting close to Christmas. Anyone? What season? Advent. We're in Advent. There are four Sundays in Advent, and what Advent does is it shows us how to get from where we are to the birth of Jesus, to Christmas Day. And we have helpers around this sanctuary that help us get from where we are to the birth of Jesus. We just shared in the lighting of the Advent candles. And so as we light the Advent candles, we get from where we are to the birth of Jesus. We have this beautiful chrismon tree over here. And if you haven't taken a moment to look at the beautiful decorations, please do so. Because those decorations tell stories from the Bible all related to the birth of Jesus. We have scripture, which tells us of, of the voices of the prophets and of uh, John the Baptist, whom we're going to hear today, and they help us get to the birth of Jesus. We have prophets' words, which we just heard, that help us get from here to the birth of Jesus. So, we're on a blessed journey, and fortunately, just like this map that tells us how to get from, say, the church to various places uptown, so we've got markers that help us get to the birth of Jesus to help us be ready to worship Jesus and to be those who are prepared. And it also reminds us we're not alone in this journey. We're surrounded by one another on each of these days of Advent. We've got God's word. We've got God's music and the wonderful hymns that are before us, all to help us prepare to welcome and to worship Jesus. And so I'm grateful to be in this journey with you, to hear the word, to sing the hymns, to say the prayers, to light the candles, to see the beautiful symbols, to help us be ready to worship Jesus. So I'm going to offer a prayer, and I'll say a few words and, and ask you to repeat them after me, okay? Lord, we thank you for guiding us in this season of Advent. We thank you for your word, for song, for symbol, for each other. Bless us as we make our way to the birth of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, children. We stand as we sing.
seated. The gospel lesson this morning comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather girdle around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit that, that fits repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the granary but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Kathy. I heard an item on National Public Radio this past week about the state of our relationship with technology specifically about our dependence upon computers, the internet, our cell phones. The feature spoke of how we have become more dependent upon our devices, even voice-powered devices such as the Amazon Echo and the like. The feature wondered, well, where do we go from here? Well, by way of answer, there was discussion of how a tech entrepreneur named Elon Musk is pursuing something called brain chip interfaces. It is plans for brain chip implants, establishing a more direct connection between our brains and technology. As this feature wondered about the benefits and pitfalls of this technology, this observation was made. Due to our dependence upon technology, because an abundance of information and entertainment is so easily accessible, you and I are those who now function with something like a 40-second attention span. That's right. According to this feature, you and I begin to give our attention to something, and then about 40 seconds later, we move on to something else. Not the most welcome news with which a preacher begins his day. <laughs> 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. It's not especially good news when we meet someone such as John the Baptist. The truth is we may not be willing to give John even 40 seconds of our attention. I mean, John is not a Merry Christmas kind of guy, is he? The first word out of his mouth, according to Matthew, is repent. Try that a few times and see how many holiday gatherings you're invited to. <laughs> and while you're at it, throw on a garment of camel's hair and a, a leather garment around your waist. And should you still be invited to a holiday party, be sure to bring a casserole full of locust and wild honey. Yum, yum. That might get you 40 seconds of attention and then some. John isn't much for social niceties. You see, if Christmas is the town of Mayberry, not too far from those of us here in Martinsville, 
Then John is Ernest T. Bass. <laughs> but with this difference, John the Baptist doesn't make us laugh. Nothing of which John says is humorous, it does not make us smile. Seeing religious leaders come to be baptized, now that seems like a, a virtuous act, what there is to be criticized. John instead greets these leaders, you brood of vipers? Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit that befits repentance, and don't presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. God can raise from these stones children of Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree that doesn't bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire. Kind of tops bah humbug, doesn't it? And a Merry Christmas to you too, John. God bless us, everyone. There are many characters to whom we're happy to give attention in this time of year. Mary, Joseph, shepherds, angels, wise men. This despite their limited appearance in scripture, but John, by comparison, occupies the Christmas stage much more than any of these. Still, as they say, if you don't like the advice of your lawyer, get a new lawyer. In similar fashion, if we don't like the counsel of John the Baptist, find ways to dispatch John. He won't play by the rules. So we find our ways by which to exclude him. Only to discover this, John won't be silenced. John is not ours to silence. We didn't send John, we can't silence him. God sends him and those sent by God will be heard. There's a Presbyterian pastor named Hardy Kim who reminds us at this time of year, John the Baptist retreated from the established centers of religious life and went out into the wilderness, the messy real world, to speak to people about God. I too benefit from stepping back from the narrow mindsets that often define the religious landscape as we know it. My colleague John and I recently organized a fundraiser for friends in the mission field. We wanted to gather as many people as possible and convince them to fund our friends and their work. John and I both love barbecue. So we decided to make the event a barbecue cook-off. We needed an appealing and accessible setting, so we held the event in a local pub. Our cook-off raised more money than we could have anticipated. People ate and drank, laughed, connected with each other, and celebrated the gifts of our friends who were leaving for the mission field. When another pastoral colleague led us in singing, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us, we felt God's spirit, and we were renewed in our baptism. Our eyes were open to the presence of the holiness in the wilderness of a neighborhood pub. After this success, John and I are inspired to do church differently. But to our peers, we're starting to look like wide-eyed, camel-hair-wearing babblers. But if our goal is to prepare the way for God's coming, to give people an appealing and accessible way of connecting with God, then it doesn't matter if the way we do church looks new or traditional. What matters is its impact on the lives of those around us. Amen. Such as an impact made by John the Baptist. It's true, we could arrive at Christmas without spending time with John. It appears this is what we prefer to do. There is little way we make John welcome in this season. He's not a figure found in our nativity scenes, unless your nativity scenes are different from any I've ever seen. 
He doesn't adorn any Christmas cards. I have yet to see any animated specials about John. Don't see him on any wrapping paper. I'm not aware of chrismons or ornaments featuring John. Few, if any, hymns reference John the Baptist. So our message to John is, don't call us, we'll call you. As if we can arrive at the manger of the Christ child without spending time with him. But all the while, God calls John, sets him prominently in this season, makes it unanimous. There are four Gospels we know, and in each Gospel, without exception, we meet John before we encounter the ministry of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, make it clear, before you welcome Christ. You spend time with John. So as much as we prefer to arrive at December 25th without having met John, that's not an option, folks. But it may be, maybe we find reason to give thanks for this. Because I'm going to guess that each one of us here is aware of those places in our lives where we need some repentance, some turning around. As virtuous as we may be, regardless of charitable deeds we perform, we examine our lives, we find those places within the shadows needing some purifying so that we may be fully prepared to welcome Jesus. I'm not suggesting anyone here is malicious, full of deceit or corruption. We don't have to be any of this to know there are those dark places about us where we wish ill upon others, where we entertain one another with gossip, rejoice in the misfortune of others, seek revenge rather than reconciliation, lament because we didn't get our way, pout because someone did not notice us. No one's exempt. No one is flawless, ready just as we are to receive the Christ child, the Savior. Each of us knows those impure places in need of cleansing so as to make room for the one who comes to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. Each of us draws day by day closer to the birth of Christ, needing some measure of repentance. We are those needing the witness of John the Baptist. And it's true, God has the option not to send John in this season, but God loves us too much to choose that option. God loves us too much to let us live with the idea we're not in need of some repentance. God loves us too much to allow us to live with the notion we are as close to God as we could possibly be. God loves us enough to send us this voice of John, this voice speaking of baptism by God's Spirit, this voice saying we are to do everything in our power to receive God's Savior. John's unique, that's true. But I believe if we take a look back at our lives, we we see those moments in which there is a person or persons who have been John the Baptist to us. What I mean is we have had those persons who have wanted to correct our paths, even if it meant telling us some uncomfortable truths. I'm remembering an occasion in my ministry during which persons in the church I was serving came to speak with me about the ministry I was offering that church. It was not an enjoyable conversation for any of us. It was a conversation in which these church leaders wished to help me by telling me some uncomfortable truth, by offering words by which they wanted to help make a better future for me and the church. Again, not a pleasant conversation for any of us, but what was the option? Let me continue to miss the mark in my ministry? Continue to receive little reward for my efforts? Not to offer the ministry the church needed? This option was before these leaders, an easy option, perhaps free of any difficulty. 
but these leaders loved me. And they loved the church too much to go to that easy option. They wanted the best for me and for the church, and in order for this to happen, some truth, even painful truth, needed to be told, what's the option? And I'm guessing as well, there have been those occasions when you and I have had to serve as a John the Baptist. That is to say, you and I have been in those circumstances in which we had to tell some uncomfortable, perhaps painful truth to someone else. True, we had the option not to do that. We had the option to avoid this conversation, had the option to allow someone to persist in fr frustration and in some degree of failure to the benefit of no one. But it's an option we didn't choose. Because we loved someone enough to tell the truth, we loved someone to try to create a better future, we were to them like John the Baptist, there is need here for repentance, for some turning around. And ultimately, we were blessed by it all. For even someone like John the Baptist is evidence of God's love of us and his desire to heal and save us and to make a better future for us. Ultimately, we arrive at Christmas Day. We will adore him, Christ the Lord. We will worship the newborn king, but we will do so as those who have prepared. We will do so as those who have repented. We will do so as those who have made all the room we can for the Savior. We will do so because we met John. And we will do so as those who have heard God's loving and saving voice, a voice spoken through this one whom God sends, John the Baptist. Amen. We affirm our faith with words of scripture from 1 Timothy, number 889. Let us stand and affirm our faith. There is one God, and there is one mediator, Christ Jesus, who came as a ransom for all to whom we testify. This saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners and was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed in throughout the world, taken up in glory. Great indeed is the mystery of the gospel. We stand, and as we do so, we welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ.
we prepare to worship God as we receive his tithes and our offerings, I'll invite our ushers to come forward. As they do so, you see we have the great joy of receiving Lynn and Mary-Kate Dillon into membership here at First Church at the first service, so we are grateful to God for the life he gives his church. Let us pray. Lord, you are the giver of every good gift. We pray that we would open our hands, our hearts, to receive what it is your pleasure to give us, that we would use this to your blessing, that your people throughout your world would be blessed. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
our scriptures call us to be those who pray without ceasing, to ask and to seek, to knock, to be assured God is attentive to our prayers. So we go to God as we pray, we share in the prayers of the people, I will offer various petitions and I will conclude each petition with the words, Lord, in your mercy, I invite from you the response, hear our prayer, and invite you to speak those concerns you feel led to offer as we gather as God's people in prayer. And then we conclude with the prayer Christ has taught us. We go to God as we pray. Lord, we thank you in this season for your love, which is delivered to us by many voices, by your prophets, by John the Baptist, by the hymns of faith, by brothers and sisters in faith. Always and everywhere, it is your intent to love us, to save us, to bless us. We thank you for the gift of this season in which we hear you calling to us, in which we see you guiding us, so that we may be those who turn from all that would separate us from you, so that we would be those fully prepared to receive your gift of salvation. Lead us, Lord, we pray. When we stray, as we sometimes do, pull us back. Draw us closer to you. Continue to speak. Continue to reveal yourself so that we may be those fully prepared to worship and adore him, Christ our Lord. Lord, in your mercy. And hear us, Lord, as we pray for the people of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear, Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy. For our city council, our school board. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, we pray for your world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. Bishop Lewis, Denise Bates, the Ministries of First Church. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we know we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. The voices of the community of saints are joined to our voices. And hear us as we pray, as Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Stand as we sing.
go now as the light into the world, representing the one who came as the light of all people. We go as those who have the way prepared for us. We hear again the voice of God so that we may receive in all its fullness God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. bags, food bags for Albert Herrick for local school children. So please uh, join us at the Uptown Ministry Center to pack the food bags to be delivered over the Christmas break. Thank you.